Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. As always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook. You can go to www.hardmoneyhandbook.com to download a free report to learn how to use hard money loans to fund your real estate deals. Also brought to you by the Facebook group, Powered by Private. If you are a real estate investor that wants to learn more about how to deploy your own private capital into hard money loans, private loans, that is the group that you want to be in. Powered by Private on Facebook. Today, I want to talk about remote investing and why I think remote investing is a losing proposition most of the time. Remote investing is simply when you live in one market and you do a real estate investment in another market. There are groups and there are mentors and leaders and coaches and trainers and gurus out there that want to teach you how to invest remotely from the comfort of your own home. And I don't think it's a very good strategy. I'll tell you why today. I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why, in my experience anyway, this is the case. As somebody who has lent private capital to remote investors and as someone who has been and is currently a remote investor in a couple of different scenarios, I can tell you that there are a lot of challenges with with trying to operate remotely. If you are a real estate investor and you are trying to do a remote investment, basically what you're saying is that you can manage a construction project without being on site. There are no construction projects where the manager is not on site, at least in part uh, on occasion over time. A Facebook live walkthrough or a walkthrough video is not going to do it. It's not going to cut it. You're not able to see what's going on. It's more than that. It goes much deeper. So let's break it down. If you're an investor, you you live in Michigan and you want to invest in Texas. What that means is you need a team on the ground. You need a real estate agent. You need a contractor. You need a title company. You need all the different things that you need to manage a real estate transaction. Now, the reason why you might be investing remotely is because you are trying to be in a market that's a good market to invest in. In other words, you might live in a market where there's no deal flow or it's not an appreciating market or just the climate isn't right for whatever reason. And so you're trying to find a market that you can operate in and be successful. And that's a noble idea. But the problem is execution is very, very difficult. I'm going to give you three reasons here just that come off the top of my head why investing remotely is just very dangerous and I don't really recommend it. Number one, when you are analyzing a property's after repair value, you're going to be using a local real estate agent because that's who knows the values. Here's the problem with that. You are going to rely on the entire basis of your calculation of your investment potential on that after repair value. And you're going to get that after repair value, not from your own market expertise, not from your own skill and experience, but you are literally just going to rely on another person to give you an opinion. And if you're smart, you'll get two or maybe even three opinions. But here's the dirty little secret about real estate agent opinions of value. Number one, if it's January 1st, they're trying to give you a value for, you know, September or July 1st when your project's going to be ready. And they have no idea whether the market's going to go up or down. So they can't give you a value 60, 90, 120 days, six months, nine months, 12 months into the future. They don't know. The truth is, if you call a real estate investor and you say, hey, I'm calling three real estate investors. I'm going to buy this house and I'm going to flip it. I'd like you to tell me what it's worth fixed up. Human nature for that real estate agent is to 
maybe err on the side of telling you it's worth a little bit more than it might be because that agent wants you to hire them to sell that house for them later. Maybe if that, you know, that agent is looking at that property, he or she might be overly optimistic in what they think they can get for it after the fact because they want to be the one that gets that has the chance to actually get that because that's how they make a living. So now the remote investor is counting on an after repair value from some biased opinions of value that have that are not totally objective for, for a natural reason, but that's just the truth of the matter. So now you don't know what the property is going to be worth in six to nine months when it's done. You don't know which way the market will be going and you don't, and you have an agent or agents telling you what they think it'll be worth in six to nine months. And they're being very, very optimistic because they want to impress you. And so now the major, major component of your calculation is now not very reliable for those two reasons, but that's nothing compared to the main reason that investing remotely is so risky and dangerous and typically unsuccessful. And the main reason is because you're dealing, you're relying on a contractor who has no real oversight, no real accountability to the project because there's nothing you can do from 2000 miles away to get that contractor to focus. Here's what remote investors do. They call up three or four or five general contractors from the area. They try to get referrals from other people. So they go into groups and they try to find a referral of somebody who's used a contractor before. They call that contractor, they call three more like it. And they have those contractors go out and make scopes of work for the renovation of that property based on their estimate of what they think it will take between labor materials and the, and the improvements that you plan to make. And then they will provide you a bid. Most of the time they're doing that for free. <clears throat> they're not getting paid to do that. So they're probably not going to be super hyper detailed. They also are busy. They also know that they're probably competing with other contractors. So first of all, the scope of work's not going to be not going to be full because they're just not going to do a comprehensive scope of work like you would if it was your house a mile down the road from your home. They're just not, they don't have time. They're not interested in going into that level of detail to give you a quote. And then if they know that they're competing with two or three or four other contractors and they want the job, how's their quote going to start out looking high or low? It's probably going to be a little low. It's probably going to be on the low end because they want the business. So now what do you have? You have a purchase price, a renovation budget, and an after repair value. You're trying to calculate your purchase price based on your after repair value and your scope of work, but your after repair value is probably too high and your scope of work cost is probably too low. Oh my goodness. How does that sound? Does that sound like a good business strategy to base your entire calculation on two numbers that are probably wrong and are probably going to squeeze your profit margin. And now when you calculate your purchase price, you're competing with other local investors who know what they're doing. And guess what? You have to pay more to get the deals. So you're already shrinking margins here are getting shorter and shorter and shorter, but that's not even the worst part. Here's the worst part these investors doing these remote investments are typically using private capital. And sometimes they're using 100% OPM, other people's money, private capital for the first position and the second position mortgage. Well, guess what? A lot of times those second position gap funders or whatever you call them, they're looking for equity in the deal in addition to debt. And all of a sudden the cost of capital is budgeted for a project for six months or five months or four months or whatever. That contractor with no accountability and nobody on site to over, oversee them and with a short scope of work that's eventually gonna have change orders and additions, which they can take complete advantage of you over because they know you're not local, is now gonna be a major problem. That's gonna be a six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 month loan instead of a six month loan. Well, guess what? That doubles your cost of capital if you go from a six month loan to a 12 month loan. So I just want you to imagine all these compressing forces on this deal. The 
after repair value is estimated too high. So really the real after repair value is a little lower. The contractor's scope of work and the cost to renovate the property is actually a lot more than we thought it was. That cuts into the profit margin. And now we've overpaid for the property because we're competing with local investors who know what they're doing and they know they need to pay less. So you got to pay more to get it. And then you're financing the deal with other people's money and the cost of capital keeps exploding over time. That's not a good situation. It's not a good outcome unless everything goes perfectly. In other words, in order for a remote investment to be profitable, the after repair value has to be accurate, the scope of work has to have been accurate, and your time frame on the project to renovate it, list it, sell it, and close it all have to be perfect for you to hit a 10 or a 20% margin on the project. If it's a 500K after repair value with a 10% margin, that's $50,000. That sounds like a lot of money. But you know, if you're borrowing 350 and it takes you an extra six months, you know, that's 20 or 30, 20 plus thousand extra in capital. And if your 500 ARV is actually 480 because you were off by a couple points, your whole profit is gone because your 100K reno is now 123, which is inevitable. And you're literally losing money on the project because it doesn't, it's not efficient to do this. So you might be listening, you might disagree, you might be a remote investor who's done 100 deals profitably and you might think I'm crazy. That's okay. It's been my experience as a lender and as an operator, you know, as an operator, Having a, having a deal outside of my state, having a contractor that I don't control and trying to watch progress and trying to get daily reports of progress and knowing that there is nobody on site to make sure progress is actually happening. It is a disaster. It's an unmitigated disaster. It is not an efficient process. So look, if you are a real estate investor, you're thinking about investing remotely. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm the most optimistic business person there is in the world. I think anything can be done and I think that this can be done. But in order for it to be done, you have to be better than the average remote investor. In other words, you have to be better at your after repair value, which means you need to know what your market is what the houses are worth in that neighborhood, not that market, that neighborhood. Do you know what houses are worth in that neighborhood? Because that's what really matters. How do you know how well this contractor is going to perform? What kind of due diligence have you done on that contractor? What are their current other projects that they're currently working on? What is their time frame? What is their structure for their compensation? What is the accountability in your contract? What is the incentive in your contract to get the project done quickly and cheaply? It's very easy to buy a spreadsheet and plug in three numbers and, and analyze analyze the value and then go. It's very easy to make some Google Drive folders and make a plan and then go. Executing is not the hard part. It's accuracy. It's efficiency. It's successful operations. That's very difficult in remote investing. So I don't, I don't really suggest you do it. If you're going to be a remote investor, despite all my warnings here and all my concerns for you, you got to get a partner on the ground. Pick a market that you have a trusted partner on the ground and partner with that person. So that way, now you do have boots on the ground. Now you do have eyes on the project. Now you do have accountability and oversight and enforcement. And now you have somebody who knows that market a little bit better than you do. And maybe you bring the capital to the deal. Maybe you, deal the, you bring the deal management to the deal. And maybe you even brought the property to the deal. And they bring the management, the oversight, the accountability, the boots on the ground. That's how you can actually succeed trying to invest remotely as opposed to doing it from your little apartment bedroom where you have no control over anything. As that cost of capital creeps up and as that ARV becomes more and more you know, inaccurate and that scope of work balloons, 
all your profit margin goes to very, very slim margins. And then if you're doing this at scale, which many of these remote investors think they can just do 10 deals at a time because they're using 100% other people's money. Well, guess what? They have no liquidity to solve any problems. I have seen this on more than several occasions now. These remote investors scaling up too high, trying to make too much money, trying to do too many deals. And next thing you know, one deal goes bad, two deals goes bad, and they have no way to get out of it. I don't want to see that happen to you. I would suggest instead that you stay local, you build a team of local professionals that you trust, and that you be the expert at the after repair value and the scope of work calculations. And then you become an expert at contractor management. And you become an expert at having contracts with incentives and penalties for your contractors that they understand clearly that incentivize them to be efficient and high quality and stay on budget. There's a million different ways to do that. You can do completion bonuses. You can do complete, you know, lack of completion penalties. You can do a lot of stuff, but you got to do something to make sure that your contractors get the deal done. And you got to make sure that you have accurate after repair values. And you got to make sure your cost of capital and your time frame on your project is reasonable so you don't get crunched. Go get them.